Welcome to Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, June 26. This is your host, Anastasia Glova. Well, the news from the trade front just makes you want to throw your hands up and ask this again? Doha Round trade talks collapsed once more for the fifth time and were suspended indefinitely. WTO Director General Pascal Lamy and U.S. Trade Representative Susan Schwab would like to breathe new life into the talks, but is it still feasible? We'll ask Cato's Daniel Eikenson for some clarity. What happened at the breakdown of Doha trade talks? Was it the row over the U.S. farm subsidies that finally did the Doha round in? Agricultural subsidies have been the most contentious aspect of the negotiations, certainly since the Cancun debacle in 2003. I don't think the talks really ever recuperated from that breakdown in Cancun. But at the end of the day, I don't think you can cast blame entirely on the United States or Europe, even though their agricultural policies really do need to be reformed. I really think developing countries are not that interested in trade liberalization. There's a concern on their part that they're competing a lot with imports from China, and many of them don't want to leave themselves without the political option of responding to increased Chinese imports with measures to stop that. So I think countries recognize the benefits of trade liberalization, but nobody really wants to be bound to new commitments at this point. The United States blamed Brazil and India for being uncompromising and inflexible. What did those two countries want from the negotiations? Well, Brazil and India were sort of the de facto heads of the developing countries. And, you know, we have 150 members in the WTO. Most of them are developing countries. Brazil and India are not particularly representative of the breadth of economic situations in the developing world. But nonetheless, they were reflective of the idea that developing countries didn't necessarily need to give much, that they didn't need to open up. This was called the Doha Development Round, and I think maybe it should not have been named that at the outset because it did convey this false premise that it was just the developed countries that would be opening. Developing countries need to open as well, particularly in services and particularly in non-agricultural areas. But many of them wanted to hold out and expected the United States and Europe to make all of the moves, and that certainly wasn't going to happen. I think what's frustrating for a lot of people is that we've been talking about this Doha round for, what is it, seven years now? And periodically, papers run these front-page articles about how the Doha round is about to fall apart, ring the alarm. But if the process isn't working, why not scrap it altogether and pursue a policy of unilateral liberalization, for example? Yeah, the Doha round was kicked off in November of 2001. And it seems like it has ended in calamitous breakdown many times. There have been diehards that have attempted to resuscitate the talks over the years. Trade delegations, trade ministers whose missions were to accomplish a Doha agreement. In fact, this would be the first multilateral trade negotiation not to produce an agreement. So I think a lot of ministers, a lot of delegations are not that interested in being associated with failure. So they want to try to the very last minute. But at the end of the day, I think most trade liberalization around the world happens when countries recognize that it's in their own interest to liberalize. This game that we play where we pretend that exports are good and imports are bad and therefore in order to win export market access, we have to concede our own markets to foreigners, that lie needs to be put to rest. And that is done when countries come to grips and realize that, you know, it's in our interest to cut our tariffs, to remove our quotas, to open up our services sectors to competition. And I think ultimately that is what we will see. I don't think it's going to happen this year or next in the United States, but I think that there could be momentum for unilateral liberalization in the United States over the next few years. So long as we continue to pursue trade liberalization through bilateral and multilateral trade negotiations, you know, President Bush's fast-track authority expires in a few days on June 30th. 
do you think that's going to further jeopardize any possibility of successful trade negotiations? And should the president perhaps pursue a renewal? Yeah, trade promotion authority expires on June 30th. And quite frankly, I'm not going to shed too many tears. The Bush administration has brought home some successful bilateral and regional agreements. The main objective of Trade Promotion Authority was to bring home a successful Doha Round Agreement. But the politics have changed in Washington in particular with Democratic control of Congress now. There is much greater aversion to trade liberalization, much greater skepticism about the benefits of trade. The Congress and the administration recently worked out a deal on what trade agreements should include going forward. And that deal to me, is not a deal worth taking. It really includes provisions for penalties if labor standards are not enforced, if environmental standards are not enforced. It, in my view, puts the cart before the horse. A lot of the developing countries with whom we would be negotiating need development and need trade in order for their labor standards to rise and in order for their environmental quality to rise as well. In 1996, within the framework of the WTO, WTO members met in Singapore and declared that under no circumstances would they want labor and environmental standards to be written into these agreements. The Bush administration seems on the verge of capitulating that point to the Democratic Congress, and in that regard, I think it will hamstring future administrations going forward. So I don't think that pursuing TPA at this point makes much sense. You know, there was a chicken and an egg thing. At one point, the Congress said, well, if we see enough progress in Doha, we might be willing to extend trade promotion authority for the president. But negotiators in the Doha round said, we want to see that the United States is going to extend trade promotion authority before we can achieve any more progress. So it was at a standstill. I think the best thing that the Bush administration can do now on trade policy is to hold the line with respect to China and not allow anti-Chinese, anti-trade legislation to make it out of the Congress and not to sign anything like that into law. Thanks, Dan, for the input. And thank you for listening to Cato Daily Podcast. See you next time.